Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour from the uh, Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Bob and Kelly on the Super Talk Radio Network online, wherever you're tuned in. We're glad you're with us. Great show today. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Later on the show, one of our clients, Robert Goss, is going to be paying us a visit. We're about to talk to Jay Walker, the play-by-play voice of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and a special guest appearance later by Kelnack the Magnificent. So uh, you don't want to miss uh, today's edition of the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of our show in Southern Miss, and a great place for you to take your family this weekend for dinner. The food will be always fresh. And delicious, our thanks to Dickies. All right, we want to get right to it today. Southern Miss uh, in Lafayette, Louisiana, for a three-game set uh, starting tonight with uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. And we're glad to have the voice of the Cajuns on the uh, show with us today, Jay Walker. I don't think it's his first appearance here, but uh, we're, we're glad to have you back on the show, Mr. Walker. I, uh, I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, you know, as, as we were talking about um, – you know, I think Southern Southern Miss, South Alabama, and Louisiana in baseball. Ooh, that's going to be so much fun. Well, you know, we we were selling you off the air, Kelly, and I've long been advocates of uh, moving to the Sun Belt. And I, I was selling some people, and I was in Brandon uh, this week at the uh, State Southern game, and we were talking about the Sun Belt, and I, I told him I thought. It was very clear that the big rivalries that we will see build, not only in baseball but in all sports over the next uh, few years, will be with the Cajuns and with South Alabama. It's a, that is a triangle right there of, of college baseball in particular, since that's what we're talking about today, that should be very, very exciting year in and year out. You know, South Alabama and Louisiana have a history that, that goes back really about 30 years and I think that, you know, today's players, you know, the South Alabama looks at Troy as their rival, but anybody that's been around that series for the, that sport for a long time knows that the Cajuns in South Alabama have a history and it, uh, in baseball, it always hasn't been a pleasant one. And Southern Miss is just so good year in and year out. I mean, there's, there's going to be so much respect, I think, between the three programs. And at the same time, they're going to get after each other. The fans are going to get after each other. Uh, I, I really can't wait uh, yeah. for the Golden Eagles to be in this league. All right, I've got to ask you this question. Speaking of players and fans getting after each other, that happened a little bit last year in Hattiesburg. Had a little bit of a dust-up on uh, Friday night. And so I'm wondering, is our third baseman, Danny Lynch, do you expect him to hear any booing when he gets there this weekend? Oh, I think that, uh, yeah, there will probably we – a, we have a section of fans. Okay, uh, at at Russo Park, they 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 are known as Section A, and they sit right behind the visiting dugout. Oh no! And a lot of their chants are choreographed. Um, they've got one ringleader who kind of leads the whole thing. 
always in good fun, but Danny is going to hear it from the, from that group, I can guarantee you. And and then anybody else who's really familiar with what happened last year, right? Yeah, he's probably he's. I hope he's got a thick skin. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he um, does. But 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 yeah yeah he'll uh, he'll get a grand uh, he'll get a grand welcome. To so they haven't forgotten about the bat flip. Is that what you're telling me, Jay? Uh, they haven't forgotten about the month that it took him to round the bases after he hit the home run. <laughs> all in good fun, I guess we can all we can all. Guess it depends on your point of view. You know? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, we have a, we have immense respect uh, for the Louisiana uh, baseball program, and I'm stunned at, at, at the difficult schedule. You you guys have played three games against UC Irvine, Stanford, Indiana, Arkansas. Southeastern Louisiana and Northwestern State. That you just talk about, talk about jumping into the fire. That's exactly what the Cajuns did. Three against Southern Miss this weekend. Uh, a midweek game at Louisiana Tech next uh, Tuesday. At New Orleans next Wednesday, and then the University of Houston comes in for three. And then we're going to take a break and go into conference play. <laughs> yeah, Take a right, break. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Jay, one of the things, one of the statistics that jumps out for me is the way that you guys steal bases with reckless abandon. I'm not even sure that they get a steal sign. They just seem to go when they want to go. Uh, number one in the Sun Belt, number, what, six in the country in stolen bases. Over 20 stolen bases already in the young season. Uh, man, you guys, uh, what's the deal? Well, this is a very athletic team. Okay, it's uh, probably the most athletic team the Cajuns have had since the the 2014 team that that won 58 games and was ranked number one in the country. Um, Unfortunately for the Cajuns, uh, their center fielder and a guy who probably is the fastest guy in the entire Sun Belt, uh, Max Marshak, uh, uh, pulled a little muscle uh, over in Round Rock last week, and uh, so he won't play this weekend. uh, And don't not really sure when we're going to get him back. But they're doing that without him. Uh, but you've got three, four, five guys in this lineup that can really, really run. And if you know anything about Matt Deggs, the head coach, he's going to keep the pressure on. It's what he's all about. He did not really have a team that could do that last year. And, and, and you know, they still have to show that, that they can go out and hit the ball on a regular basis. But when they get on base, they're going to put pressure on the other team. And, and uh, they don't care if they get thrown out. They're going to keep running. Yeah, the first, when you look at the batting averages of these two teams, still early in the season, Southern Miss with a decided advantage in, in batting average. But as, uh, as Jay was just talking about, once the Cajuns get on, man, they, they, they tear up the bases, uh, stolen bases-wise. And this is with a Southern Miss catcher who was, was going to be playing part-time this year, uh, Montenegro. But now, because of the injury to the starter, now you've got, uh, now you've got the other catcher starting for Southern Miss. So it's, it's not a good recipe if you're an Eagle fan. The, the whole secret this weekend, Bob, and the Eagle pitchers are, are capable, certainly. You're going to have to keep the Cajuns off the bases, period. Well, no no question about that. Pitching has been the strength of Southern Miss uh, so far, uh, Jay. What, what would you say is the strength of this Cajun team? Well, I think we just talked about it. I think their, I think their team speed is, uh, is probably so far been the, the, the biggest thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, Southern Miss's pitching staff is great, you know, yeah, you can be concerned about guys stealing base, but you can't steal first base. Right, and right. they still have to show that they can go ahead and get on base mm-hmm. uh, against this pitching staff. I think 
Although they've made a few miscues, I think overall this is a pretty good defensive team, but they, they run down a lot of balls in the outfield. They're really good at getting gap-to-gap defensively. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think offensively you've got some guys who were pretty good last year that have gotten off to a slow start. I think this offense is capable, and sooner or later they're going to show it. Will it be this weekend against that pitching staff? That remains to be seen. Before we run out of time, we've got about two and a half minutes left. I'd really love to get your perspective of, of, of what are the what are the programs in the Sun Belt baseball programs think about the addition of Southern Miss and Old Dominion coming into the league next year? We're drooling. Um, it, no, it's great. Um, you know, I uh, I knew Chris Finwood, uh, the Old Dominion coach, back when he was winning championships in the Sun Belt with Western Kentucky a few years ago. Um, he's an outstanding baseball coach, and Old Dominion's got a great program. And I know that Coastal Carolina and Georgia Southern are really excited about Old Dominion coming in, just as South Alabama and Troy and Louisiana are really excited about Southern Miss. Um, there's no question this league is going to be better in baseball. I think it's already a pretty good league. But those two teams coming in are going to make it that much better. And then, you know, it's also a very good softball league, and James Madison is coming into the league. Uh, and I know our softball fans, and we got a lot of them, uh, are very excited about that as well. I, what, I, what I like particularly about this, this rivalry between Southern Miss and, and University of Louisiana now is the fans on both sides know how to, how we, shall we say, have a good time. Yeah, they're very passionate. They're, you know, in fact, uh, right now, uh, Southern Miss and Louisiana are ranked ninth and 11th, uh, respectively, in national average attendance so far this year. So uh, two great, passionate fan bases, uh, Jay. It'll be a great atmosphere down there this weekend, won't it? Yeah, and we, um, you know, we like to tailgate. doesn't matter if it's football or baseball. Our, our fans like to tailgate, so folks will – Folks will get there early, and the the fans that are coming in, uh, we certainly hope that they have a great time this weekend. And um, we're looking forward to to many many weekends uh, over at the Pete and here at uh, here at Teague Moore. Uh, hopefully, you guys are doing the same. Will it be possible to find a cold beer anywhere there tonight? You think? Uh... <laughs> uh, there's a possibility you may be able to find one. Look, I'll tell you a quick story, and I, I know we're up against the clock. About a decade ago. Maybe even longer than that, maybe 15 years ago, South Alabama came in for a three-game series. And in the three-game series, they did $100,000 in beer sales. <laughs> so there may be one or two cold ones available down there tonight. As there, there might be a couple cold ones available, and we've uh, we learned our lesson with that series with South Alabama. We don't run out anymore. <laughs> Great conversation. We look forward to the weekend, and thank you for your time, Joe. I appreciate you having me on. Take care. All right. Jay Walker, everybody. Play-by-play voice of the Raging Cajuns. That's where the Golden Eagles are tonight. And this will be a great litmus test for both teams. No question. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Jay Walker, play-by-play voice of the Louisiana 
Raging Cajuns, and uh, we appreciate him coming on the show. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great place to buy all your Southern Miss apparel. You can buy it online at campusbookmark.net. You can shop them six days a week, Monday through Saturday, on Hardy Street. Say hello to Miss Kathleen and tell her that the Eagle Hour uh, sends their regards. Patrick McGee works for NOLA.com. He lives down in New Orleans. He has, we now learned, survived Mardi Gras, even though he lives just minutes from the parade route. Uh, how's your health, Patrick? Let me ask you that first. Well, I woke up Wednesday morning feeling fresh as a daisy. I, right. I don't know how I did it, but I came out I came out and pretty maybe about five pounds added. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> I, I made it out okay. There wasn't any – were there any adult beverages being uh, drunk uh, down there during Mardi Gras? We just asked the same about the uh, – Upcoming baseball game at Louisiana Lafayette. They gave us an affirmative. What What can you report? Uh, yeah, I, I had a few beers. I've been to I've been to Lafayette, and they have a few beers there as well. Yeah. At one point, they gave uh, beer to after games to members of the media. At, uh, I think games at the original there, but they had to cut that out because some little nerd who covered Mississippi State. Uh, 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 tattled on them whenever uh, there's a story written about it. So no, I don't think they do beer anymore in Lafayette. Speaking real quick of Mississippi State, Patrick, I, I want to play something for you. We we reached out to uh, Mississippi State fans to ask them about the game Wednesday night, and Patrick, here's what they had to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we we could not get we couldn't get much out of them, Patrick. But uh, but crickets. Right. Uh, nice win for Southern Miss uh, as they really dominated uh, the defending national champions. Whether whether it's the same team or not, that that's uh, it's always got to be a good thing, Patrick. Yeah, and that's still a, a really good state team. Of course, I think all teams are trying to still figure out their midweek pitching. Southern Miss is looking pretty solid in that regard right now. Yeah, I mean, anytime you come in there and hold a lineup like that, so what one run? Right. Uh, that's that's pretty strong. So yeah, I mean that that kind of eases the pain of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. losing another heartbreaker to South Alabama. Right. Uh, uh, you you want to Southern Miss in the last year or two hasn't been that great in the midweek. So from the beat state, maybe that kind of kind of builds some momentum right there. All right. All right. Uh, now another problem that Southern Miss uh, may have in the future is uh, they're scheduled to play conference football games in two separate conferences uh, mm-hmm. this fall, yeah. according to the schedule that came out. Now you're a man that's covered sports for a living. Have you ever seen a boondoggle like this? <laughs> no, it's weird. Uh, I noticed whenever I just pulled up the Southern Miss football schedule, they didn't have 20 games. Uh, they've just got the uh, the twelve, and then all involves some belt teams. It's it's it is really weird, but it's all going to shake out with time. And I think Conference USA eventually is going to back down, and there'll be some type of agreement. Obviously, I mean all all these teams are going to be in the Sun Belt uh, this coming season. And I I know a couple of times I was I was on the parade route Tuesday whenever they released. Uh, the schedule, and I know people are texting me excited about it. So I think the schedule stacks up pretty well, and it'll be interesting to see what it does for attendance, you know, in terms of not just bringing in maybe more fans from, say, South Alabama or some of these other places. Uh, if if Southern Miss, more Southern Miss fans show up a little bit out of curiosity and see what it's like to, to face these Sunbelt teams week in and week out. So I think it's a positive thing, and, and, and Southern Miss will not be in Conference USA and in twenty during the twenty two football football season. Well, one thing that has been solid from day one is that the Eagles will make the trip to t- to play the Green Wave uh, 
you know, earlier yeah. in the season. So we'll talk more about that as we get closer to. But Patrick, the National Football League now is in its off season, but already talks about uh, free agency. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some some talk on from different sports writers today that the Saints may consider trading Alvin Kamara. Uh, why? I, I don't ne- necessarily know why that would be a good idea, but Ramcheck on the offensive line, they might need to restructure some contracts to keep him keep him in the fold. Uh, what are the Saints up to at this point early in the free agent season? What are you hearing? Uh, they've already done some restructuring to, to make things make sense. Uh, I think really all the buzz right now is the quarterback position, uh, and, and Jameis Winston seems like the fairly obvious answer considering he already knows the offense that Carmichael runs and <clears throat> and you know he did fairly well I mean that's it just it seems like you know I, I maybe I'm making a mistake here but I, I just find it hard to believe that he won't be with the Saints uh this season but the Camara situation is tricky I mean there, there's that chance that he won't be on the field at all this year uh so really? I mean, yeah I mean it's yeah I mean this is a serious situation for Alvin Kamara, uh, he's going to face a significant suspension from the NFL, and and most likely, and and uh, we just have to wait and see how things get adjudicated. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there there is that opportunity that Saints move on. What, what did he allegedly do, Patrick? For people that may not know, well, um, there were uh, it was a fight at a Las Vegas casino. Um, it was after the Pro like Bowl. Five, it was before the Pro Bowl. Before the Pro Bowl, yeah, the night before. Yeah, it was before the Pro right. And, like, he was getting – getting on hotel the, – the elevator, like, five or six in the morning. And, obviously, they probably uh, had been drinking or whatever. And somebody was – you know, they somebody's got an elevator, and they tried to kind of direct him the other way. Put Kamara put his hand on the, the guy's chest, allegedly. And, and, and the guy, the video – the police have seen the video and there was no evidence of the guy uh, being aggressive in terms of like making any swings or anything like that. And then just Camara's crew jumped up uh, or a guy or two that were there with Camara started hitting the guy. And then Camara joined in and started hitting the guy, hitting mm. him while he was down. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's all from the police report. And they've seen the video footage of, of what happened. And it's kind of hard to see anything other than the Camara's in a, in a tight spot. I don't have any, I'm not an expert on legal issues, but uh, just, it just doesn't sound good. But back on the quarterback situation, Patrick, Teddy Bridgewater has said publicly that he would love to go back to New Orleans. He's a free agent, and he would be available to uh, to be pressed into service. He also knows that system. Uh, what are the odds, you think, bottom line, that Teddy Bridgewater might return? No, that's, that's a decent backup uh, option. Uh, you know, he would be entering a different, you know, he would have Michael Thomas back in the fold, and obviously it's a different uh, you know, he'll have a little bit, you know, a different left tackle, most likely. Armstead's probably going to move on. He's been kind of injury-prone with the Saints. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, if you could do a lot worse than, than Teddy Bridgewater in that he's proven that he can win games in New Orleans. Uh, I think the system he built well for him, uh, what Sean Payton had and what Carmichael will probably do. So that is one option. But I, I think the, what Winston offers in terms of uh, arm strength and just, you know, he's a little bit younger uh, it looks like rehab's going pretty well. He's a little bit more mobile than Teddy. Uh, I, I think that the the Saints' preference would probably be to go with a Jameis, but he, Teddy is very popular in New Orleans. Yep. Uh, I think he would be a good choice from a lot of different perspectives, and he would be a steadying uh, influence on the team as a whole. 
Taysom Hill experiment at quarterback is over. Is that is that fair to say he's going to play another role, but it's not going to be quarterback? Well, if they if they if they sign Jameis, I would think they would you know go with the same approach they had for the season opener. And and I'm somebody who's not you know uh, I you know they win typically win games with Taysom in there. The only game they really lost because of Taysom was was the one where Taysom really injured his finger during the course of the game and started throwing interceptions against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I, I it wouldn't surprise me if one day if Taysom is somehow behind a quarterback, but the Saints would prefer a situation. Uh, to where somebody like uh, Jameis is at quarterback and then Taysom can kind of go out and do the things that really make him hard to handle, uh, whether it's lining up at tight end, uh, uh, you know, just fullback, wherever the hell they want to put him. He's going to do something. So uh, Taysom's going to be on the field, just probably not at quarterback. Here we are talking about the Saints, and the USFL just had its draft. The with with all due respect, the Breakers, have they they got to go a long, long way before they take uh... – Take the spotlight away from the New Orleans Saints. Am I right, Patrick? Yeah, especially with them not playing games in New Orleans. I mean, they're going to be up right. in Birmingham. And I, I think people in New Orleans will kind of pay attention, uh, tune into some of these games. And uh, folks in, in New Orleans love their football. They, you know, heck, I, it was surprising. I didn't realize the, the, uh, that New Orleans has had the best ratings in the NBA uh, for really? games that have been shown on TNT and ESPN. I mean, people in New Orleans just love sports and really try to, you know, or engage with their teams and pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that really surprised me whenever I saw that about the NBA ratings. New Orleans is just a, a big sports town, uh, and it's really a big chunk of what we do at NOLA.com and the times pick Uh People love their sports here, and they love absolutely are passionate about their same. Right. All right, 45 seconds, about 30 seconds left, Patrick. How, how do you see the Golden Eagles uh, – Coming off this big win over State, doing in the Lafayette this weekend against a good Louisiana ball club. Yeah, a good team. Uh, I'm just kind of looking. I, I, I guess some of the games are going to be on ESPN Plus. Saturday and Sunday, yes. yes. Saturday. I'm kind of curious as why not Friday, but okay. Great question. Uh, yeah, the uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I know it's going to be fairly intense on the field uh, after the series <laughs> in Hattiesburg uh, last season. So that's why I'm going to kind of watch for i'll probably tune in off and on maybe saturday and sunday right and see how things are going just because i haven't had a glance i don't think about maybe going to the the two-lane game whenever southern miss comes to town the weather cooperates but right uh yeah i you know southern miss looks good right now uh yeah i would expect them to come down have a chance to win the series I think so. I think maybe they win two out of three. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cajuns get one. All right, Patrick, we appreciate you. Glad you survived uh, Mardi Gras. And we'll be uh, visiting with Patrick moving forward every Wednesday. Is that good, man? Sounds good. All right, Patrick McGee, everybody. NOLA.com. When we come back, a special visitor from the Far East on the Eagle Island. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Well, thank Patrick McGee from NOLA.com for joining us. Also, Jay Walker, play-by-play voice of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place for you to be this weekend and a great place for you to enjoy. a uh, Well, you can enjoy all the ball games and you can have a cold beer and you can eat some delicious food and it'll all be available for you 
at 4th Street Bar and Grill. And we thank uh, those guys, Slade and all the guys down at 4th Street, uh, for their support of the Eagle Hour and all they do to help our show uh, stay on the air. We appreciate that very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special visitor on the Eagle Hour from the East. The sage, all-seeing, all-knowing, former soothsayer and speechwriter for Mike Leach. It is the great-great-nephew of Karnak the Magnificent, Kelnak the Magnificent, and we are glad to have him here today. I have in my hand envelopes hermetically sealed. They have been stored in a mayonnaise jar on Rodney Bennett's front porch since midnight. Yes. No one knows the contents of these envelopes, Kelnak, but you and your divine and mystic way will answer these never-before-seen questions. Kelnak, are you ready? I am ready, Mr. Getty, for the first envelope. And the first envelope okay. in my hands right here, okay. the bullpen. That's right. The bullpen is the answer. You just hand me the envelopes, Mr. Getty. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kelnak. <laughs> the bullpen. The question, what does Conference USA Commissioner Judy McLeod write with? The, the bull, bull pen. pen. Okay. Yes, yes. Not off to a great start, but A six four three. No, no. I I got. Give, I got. Give me the envelope. I got to kill that. Don't push it. Okay, you'll be off the show. Six four three. How would you describe the last three women that Kelly Sander was with? Six a four. And a three. Next. <laughs> Give me the next one. I think that's probably true, Kelly. <laughs> yes. I know, Kelly. Okay, I'm divining this answer. Dead man walking. Dead man walking. That's what I said. Dead man walking. Describe Al Holder entering Pete Taylor Park. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, Kelly. Al listens to this show. Al's a friend of mine, and Al ain't going to like that. I, I simply divine, divine the answers into Al. I would say, may the sewers of 4th Street back up on your Midtowner waffle. <laughs> the seven-year itch. The seven-year itch. How would you describe Gabe Montenegro's desire to play again next season? <laughs> We would welcome that, Kelnak, actually. Okay, Kelnak, uh, you have five remaining. I shall divine the answer to this one. A loser and a snoozer. A loser and a snoozer. That's, that's, that's correct. Describe Ellis Johnson and his only season at Southern Miss. <laughs> Hang on, Kornak. Kelnak. There we go. That's, Sim, that's Sim, so. Salabim, okay. yes. My next envelope. Wine cellar. Wine cellar. Correct. Must you repeat everything that I say? Here we go. Where can Louisiana Tech fans go to collectively compa- complain? <laughs> the wine cellar. cellar. Yes. 
You're not laughing, Mr. Getty. Three remaining, Keldak. May, maybe your may your new neighbor be a 63 year old bachelor named Skip. <laughs> High fly. High fly. Describe Clarence Weatherspoon's zipper. <laughs> He's a really big guy, Keldak. Yes, you, you may yeah. want to leave town pretty quick. Very tall. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Okay. The twelfth of never. The twelfth of never. When will Southern Miss beat South Al in anything? <laughs> and finally, there's actually back. there's actually one more that I have sitting over here. Oh, okay. So I do well, that one first. Yeah, well, you go ahead. You can have this. One. Okay. All right. Four oh one. K. 401K. Yes. How many strikeouts will the Southern Miss pitching staff have the next time they play Mississippi State? (laughs) (laughs) And Kelnack? You have in your hand. This is your last one. The last envelope. Yes. I shall divine the answer, Mr. Giddy. Sadler. M.M. Roberts and Conference USA. Sadler, M.M. Roberts, and Conference USA. Name a dock, a rock, and a laughing stock. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Getty. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Kelnack the Magnificent, making his first (laughs) and perhaps only only appearance (laughs) on the Eagle Hour. Bob, is that smell, that camel that's sitting there? Yes, well, thank God we got him out of the building. He's, he's leaving now on his camel. Oh, watch out. Yeah. Car, car there in front of Corner Market. He said so. the camel's name is Hump. Hump. I, wonder, I wonder why. I don't know. Hump, Hump the Hump. Wonder Camel. Wow. Uh, where did you locate him, Kelly? I, I know that... Uh, Just from the Mystic Far East. Yes. So well, somewhere. Well. Uh, the seven-year itch, huh? The seven-year itch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. With Montenegro. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad deal, though, would it? You know, no, we'd be glad to. Uh, we'd be glad to have Gabe back. Well, I want to thank uh, Kel Nack. I want to thank you for um, for locating Kel Nack and bringing him to his one and only appearance on the radio show. So here. it was that bad that they're not going to bring him back? I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's. Uh, we could ask Michael Mergens uh, and see what he thinks to say about it. Uh, if uh, we could bring him in here, let's see. He brought his. Oh. <laughs> No, I think there was another sound in there. That here he is. Here he is, Michael. You wanna you wanna be the uh, critic on this one? <sighs> you know, I, when I was a kid, and for those that don't know, it was a big deal when your parents said, "You know what? You can stay up and watch thirty minutes of the Tonight Show." Because oh, absolutely. Well, with that said, you have now destroyed my childhood <laughs> memories because of that. It's safe to say you won't be watching any replays of. Uh, no, I need to to get that out of my, out of my yeah, mind. That would be a good idea. Yes, <laughs> I have to yes. erase that. Yes, but but some good. Speaking stuff. of minds, what is wrong with yours? <laughs> I don't. As far as I know, my mother was didn't use drugs. I don't think I was dropped on my head or anything. It's just. Uh, but to get. But you know, to, usually they didn't always report that stuff though. Back when you were a kid, well, that was kept. 
hush, hush. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But to get someone from the Far East to divine answers specifically dealing How Far East? So that, well, we don't know. Are we talking Richton? (laughs) No, no, no. State line? Like like Far East. Oh, okay. So Troy, maybe. Yeah, Troy. Far, far. Troy, Alabama. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Which which took him a while to get here on Hump out there. Yes, Hump the Wonder Camel. He's still in the parking lot trying to make his way past. Well, uh, I wondered what that that smell was, you know, and then I see this camel, you know, standing outside here. Are you responsible for this, Perkins? Did you let him in the building He asked for some Far East music. So I put Leonard Skinner oh, in you, there, and that's what, not what he wanted. You are responsible for this now that I think about it. You brought this I music into the studio, didn't you? I, was, I just do what I'm told. A loser and a snoozer. Yes. You, you had a, uh, well, I should say, Kelnack had, a, uh, had another one the other day that uh, I, I can't remember what it was. Now, it was, it was actually funny, unlike the ones that you just <laughs> used on the air. That's why it's so important to uh, do dress rehearsals. Garage, Brett Favre, and Frank Jr. You got Garage, Brett, Brett Favre. Favre, and Frank Jr. Yes. Name a door, a four, and a gore. <laughs> I need to show you where the snare drum is on there. Yeah, I probably need to. So I'm in I trouble. Probably need to find that this, here. This, this Kelnack's going to be in trouble with Al Holder. To, huh? to, to brought you, Al will be looking for you at the Pete. And let me tell you, Al has a big bat sometimes when he comes in. So uh, you might want to watch that. <laughs> Actually, I thought that was one of the better ones. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear from Al as soon as the podcast comes up. How, when does that happen, Michael? Uh, I don't know about today. We'll <laughs> there see. may not be a. And what formats, today. Michael? I don't know. I just Stitcher. Know. Yeah. SoundCloud. No, no, not, not SoundCloud no, anymore. No, okay, no. Uh, Kelly, Stitcher, don't, Google, don't, go, don't try to do these things. <laughs> Google Play, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Which and one Stitcher. did you use, Center? I don't know what any of them mean. You can also <laughs> get them from the website. Just go to supertalk.fm and get them from there. Well, somebody that really does know what's going on, particularly next guest. Yeah, the volatility of the markets. I'm happy to say this segment has concluded, and we start the last segment with Robert Goss of Edward Jones Financial Next. If anybody is still listening. Thanks for encouraging this, Morgan. <laughs> You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank D1D Bat for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour and uh, encourage you to take your kids down there if you want to get them ready for baseball. This is the time of the year, and D1D Bat uh, will be the perfect place to get them fine-tuned for their game. Real quickly, Southern Miss women went a big one on the road last night. They beat UAB 67-57. Congratulations to... Uh, Joy Lee McNellis and her squad, they go on to take on Charlotte this weekend. Still in the hunt for that uh, for that bye, double bye in the opening uh, opening round of the tournament. So big, big win last night over USA. Yeah, but that but that quote unquote no contest against North Texas well, is gonna play right. is gonna be a factor in this and it's wrong. We can that's talk right. about that next week. 
Robert Goss uh, is the owner of the Edward Jones Financial Advisory uh, Group here on Lincoln Road in Hattiesburg. We're proud to say he's a sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and we're happy to have him here in the studio with us. And, Robert, first of all, I want all of our Southern Miss uh, listeners around the state to know that you're a, you're a big Southern Miss guy. Uh, you've got a lot of great memories. You've, you've given a lot of money and a lot of resources to Southern Miss Athletics. We're glad to have you on our show. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. What is it about Southern Miss you love? Well, I just have memories there, and, you know, when you went going to school there, my oldest son went to school there. Uh, we've had good memories of going to football games, as an example. In 2011, he and I were in Houston for the championship game there, and it's one of the great memories that he and I have together and, and one of the reasons why he ended up coming to, to Southern Miss, as an example. So, you know, moments like that make it great. doesn't mean that it's not challenging from time to time, but you live for those great moments that you get to have at, at Southern Miss watching the, the sports there and seeing how much that we do with uh, what, what we do have. No question. We had a pretty good moment Wednesday night. Yeah, that was a, that was a great one. I, that's one trip. I, I have made a lot of road trips in my day, but that's one that I did not have the opportunity to get up to Pearl uh, to see that game. That's one of those wish-I-had-gone kind of games. Yeah, and when you think about the resources they have compared to the resources we have, and our team has won six of the last – 11 games against uh, really what is the bell cow program in Mississippi makes you really proud. We give Scott a lot of credit for being consistent and being a good coach. No question about that. All right, so you and Edward Jones are here in Hattiesburg, and uh, and I'm not going to get – we're going to dwell way into that, but give, give our listeners an overview of the types of services and, and the products that you can help them with. Well, I, I just broadly speaking, for me, the most important thing that I do is just focus on what's important to my clients. You know, everybody's money is very important to them, no matter how big or how small it might be. And, of course, I just use an established process to build a, a personalized investment strategy to help them achieve their goals. That's, that's what I do every day. And I like being partners with my clients so I can keep them on track, you know, because life does change for everyone. And, uh, you know, I feel like that my strengths are just really listening having regular communication. I don't think any of my clients ever complain that I don't reach out and try to stay in touch with them, especially at times like now, right now where there's market volatility. Uh, really enjoy doing things like focusing on retirement income streams and things like that for my for my clients. There's a lot that I can do. I won't be able to get all the, into all that on the radio show today, but just want to say thank you for allowing me to be on the show sure. today to talk a little bit about oh, yeah. that. And I am, quote, unquote, not the owner, but I do. My, I am responsible for the profit loss of my branch right here on Lincoln Road and. And glad to be around with everybody. By the way, we're celebrating 100 years this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah, being in business. And I'm going to guess every client's different. Every every client has a different idea, a different plan, a different need. And and uh, what's important to them is different. And right. Sometimes that may be very similar, but everyone's situation is very specific, uh, depending on, you know, um, how they were raised, uh, what what their goals are, how life has changed for them. Life throws people curveballs. Well, and those goals always change. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. get married, then kids come along, then your focus is on the kids. The kids you hope will grow and be self-sufficient. Then it kind of focuses more to retirement than, you know, legacy assets. Mm-hmm. All, all, so you, your goals are, are and, and what you want your savings and stuff to do always kind of changes, and you you change with them. That's right. That's right. That's what we call, and we, uh, we have – annual reviews with our clients at a minimum and talk to them, you know, on a regular basis, uh, asking them, has anything changed? You know, how can we be a better service to them? Again, that's why I said one of the strengths I feel like that I have that's is just sitting there trying to really listen to clients. 
Um, you know, I'm like a lot of folks. I, sometimes I enjoy talking, but I do try to focus very hard on listening to what the client has to say because there's a lot of times there are signals there that you can get. Uh, and then really I enjoy, of course, educating my clients too because if you prepare people and talk about them what is out there, how things happen, or what things have happened historically, uh, you can prepare them so that when something does come up, you can say, hey, can you remember we've talked about this? Remember, this is a strategy that we talked about having in place to help you through times like market volatility or making changes as you get closer to retirement or when you're in retirement, things like that. So it makes it a lot easier if you do that, if you have regular communication and education. And how can people reach you, Robert, if they do want to talk to you? Of course, I'm right over here on uh, Lincoln Road uh, near Oak Grove Road, but my phone number is 601-264-0130. And of course, you can email email me at robert.goss at edwardjones.com. And Goss is like boss or Ross, but with a G, G-O. So in case you want to get that spelled properly. Okay. And our young Golden Eagle fans, too, I think you'd be surprised because a lot of people think, oh, you got to have a ton of money to invest. If you're a no. younger person. That's the time to start. In your really. mid-20s, you'd be surprised at how little that you can put. But if you do it every month and do it systematically, you'd be amazed at how it grows. And Robert Goss is a man can help you figure out the best way to do that for you. I want to thank you, sir, for your sponsorship of the show for all you do for Southern Miss. I know you've done a lot for Southern Miss. And, uh, you know, we're glad to have you part of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss family. Well, thank you. And Southern Miss to the top. All right. Do your business with Robert Goss, 264-0130. They're on uh, Lincoln Road in Hattiesburg. They're big Southern Miss fans and supporters. And we hope that you'll support them as well. And I'll second that to the top. Until Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.